Nadia Ginsburg loves to imitate celebrities, and celebrities love to imitate her in return. For years, Nadia has been well known for her stage show and web series, The Madonnalogs, where she portrays Madonna and other famous women's existential crisis as they face the harsh light of fame. Her work is so good, it inspired Madonna to try her hand at stand-up comedy and to make funny viral videos with her daughter Lourdes. Recently, Madonna got a lot of attention at the Grammys when she showed up looking like she had a lot of work done on her face. Will Nadia go under the knife to continue her tete-a-tete with the plastic material girl? Today, comedian Nadia Ginsburg, best known for her uncanny impersonations of Cher, Winona Ryder, and Madonna, joins us to look at the evolution of Madonna's face and how we have a hard time accepting our favorite entertainers when they unexpectedly go in a new direction in their work or in their plastic surgery. Plus, which celebrities have come out after their death? And if Republicans are scared of drag queen clowns and balloons, do not show them Stephen King's It. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. Attention, L.A. folks. Attention, L.A. folks. Be sure to catch Nadia Ginsburg's Share a Oki, a karaoke show hosted by Share, this Tuesday, February 21st at Casita del Campo in Silver Lake, Los Angeles. What's up? What's up, whores? <laughs> oh, you know, whoring, whoring a lot. Whoring there, whoring This is there. not a whorehouse. It's a whore home. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere you whore is home. That's right. Home home is where the whore is. <laughs> or at least where the holes are. Yes. yes. Lots of holes in the woods, in the bedroom, and right. the walls. None. Right. The holes. You don't even need a hole to have a good time. You don't? That's no. right. You can have fun no. without a hole. You just you rub up against things. something. Listen, you're talking to a clitoris. You can rub up against something. Yeah. Yeah. Fratage. Oh. <laughs> you know, in this changing world we live in, it's good to know that some things are really rock solid, like your comedy and your sex positivity, Nadia Ginsburg. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> you got an award from us. Award, award. Well, what, happened to, what happened to your face? You've had so much plastic surgery. <laughs> right? You don't even... Oh, my God. Should we get right to it? Let's Are we going to get, gonna to get right so, to so it? Okay. When we saw Madonna's face, and, you know, Madonna is a never-ending fountain of amazement and wonder and... Mm-hmm. And shock and awe, you know, and and she's always been this provocative artist throughout her life and will always be that way, hopefully. And people have always commented on what she wears and what she looks. How she looks. How does she look? And yet at the same time, you know, there is this like notion that like leave Britney alone, leave Madonna's face alone, leave Sam Smith's body alone, leave Rihanna's baby bump alone. And, you know, and, and to some degree, yeah, they're right. But, you know, people are reacting to their faces and. And uh, not necessarily in a constructive way. Today, Nadia Ginsburg, who is very famous, very well known. To Madonna. To to many celebrities, uh, but especially Madonna, for for her uncanny valley portrayal of the material girl and now the plastic surgery mama. Uh, You know, we just had to hear your thoughts about this, even though we've heard everybody's thoughts at this point, you know. But yours matters. Yours matters. Basta! 
<laughs> if there is not silence, I will not speak. No. Um, okay. This is this is what I have to say about it. Okay. First of all, I there is um, there is weight to the argument that whatever she wants to do, I'm in full agreement of that. She that whatever she wants to do, she has a right to do. However, in this climate, everything is black and white. And I think that keeping a person, not criticizing a person kindly or having an opinion, that's what actually dehumanizes them. Okay. Mm. It's de okay. And um, as a woman who also wrote for Joan Rivers, uh, that's me sitting at a <laughs> table next to her and looking at her face. There's another rebel, right? Her mm -hmm. whole life was fuck you to the establishment, fuck the, you know, and yet she erased all of her Judaism in her face. There was not a line. With Madonna, I would be lying if I said that it that it's okay to love her and respect her and appreciate what she has done and also be sad that she's destroyed her face. But no one can say that because if I say that, um, then I'm somehow um, being incredibly disrespectful. If I'm being honest, and I have a friend who actually made a post that was, I think she looks great. I can't wait to see what she looks like in 10 years. Hail to the mother or she's our mother, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and that person is actually kind of woman hating because what are you saying to other women that, and as a woman who is um, in her 50s now, early what? 50s. I had no idea. Uh, yes. That oh, you're I, older than me now. Yes. Now I've always been, I guess. But we were so they're the same age and now I'm, you know, I'm, well, I'm but that, yeah. Anyway, right. Well, that yeah. that you that as a woman, you do your power increases in your 40s and your 50s. You know exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. And to say that that face is not is fine mm -hmm. is disingenuous. Mm -hmm. And it's saying to women that we're not allowed to age. So is Madonna? Should we not denigrate her? Of course, should we not be cruel? I will make jokes. Maybe. Uh, even there are jokes that I will make in my live show that I would never put on video, which is Tuesday, right? I'm doing a karaoke night, okay. like a fun karaoke okay. share for karaoke night. Um, but, uh, I would never make fun of her face. It's just cheap. It's not funny, but, but that's, that's how I feel. Well, what do you feel about her statement saying that that photo that everybody's talking about, you know, it was taken from long distance. It's it's warped. That's not it's really bullshit. what I look like. I mean, it's, it's to, some, to, to some degree, but I do follow her on Instagram. And part of me, I, I'm kind of drawn into like what she's kind of done uh, because, you know, she's a good storyteller on her Instagrams. And like, it's just so, f I mean, I always want to share them with you. I'm like, did you see what she did next? But I know you're probably yeah. inundated with all that stuff. So I don't. No, but, I see it. Oh yeah, yeah. I watch. And I think I there's something her. about she or how she's kind of looks like one of those Egyptian Sphinx cats now. It's very uh, Andy Warhol full circle. She's I think some New York Times columnist made a did a review of her show coming up, her tour, and she sort of lauded her for it, but she in the same sentence she had a Jocelyn Wildenstein face. Mm. I mean I mean we were all shocked in what was that 2001 when Vanity Fair did the 
article on Jocelyn, Jocelyn Wildenstein that she had that huge Vanity Fair spread and like New York City's the, uh, cat lady, the cat lady. But you know, that's it's been twenty years since that magazine come out has come out, and she actually looks better today because yes, she's had some of that stuff fixed. So maybe there's better. hope for Madonna. Well, I would say this. What about Cher? No, I'm talking about the the cat lady looks better today than she looked 20 years ago. What about Cher? Hello. No, but I would say that Cher (laughs) is the real one that we said that Cher looked weird. And now she looks fucking normal. Yeah. I mean, her face looks great. <laughs> yeah. Right? I would say more like Jocelyn Wildenstein still is you, you it's still, you, you know, like, oh, bless you. Well, that's why they call it plastic surgery because plastic is malleable, molded. You can mold it. Well, so if, it, if you well, mold it yeah. one well, way, hold maybe on you can a second. Mold it another. What? So, you know, there was a drag queen that used to get plastic surgery for to look like Joan Rivers. And because Joan was always changing her face, she had to spend a fortune to change her face along with Joan. <laughs> I think that was Frank Marino. No. Uh, was it Frank Marino? Um, but do you remember this drag queen? And she was like, I do. I yeah. do. I vaguely remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And so, so part of me was like, you know, are you, have you contemplated getting work done on yourself, Nadia? Oh yeah. I would, I, I would, um, I do not like the way my dad's, uh, like if I inherit any of that DNA with, that's a waddle, I would get a neck lift. I would get, um, I've always toyed with taking the bump, bump, the bump out of my nose. That's different than what there was a great, actually there's a great video I will send to you that it, it goes into extreme detail uh, it kindly and factually without judgment, everything that she's had done. And what it said oh. is it's the fat, it's fat transfer. It's this thing of taking fat and putting it into your face. And then the fat moves like, and so it's a tricky thing when you've had many facelifts and then these fat transfers at a certain point, you can't go back. And mm. that's what happened with Madonna. She's done. It, it goes into detail well for a lot of jewish young girls for their bat mitzvah they get nose Usually jobs a little later a, a little oh it's bit not later. it's well it's not it's actually not just jews like everybody's yeah. getting it tit jobs and facelifts and but like I mean, historically not like news uh, jobs yeah, yeah. yeah, like, oh, like, yeah. Like, i think about like jennifer gray who had her nose done and when she was done you know the ferris bueller's day off star no one recognized her from Dirty Dancing, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, she, that's yeah. different to take, like, you know who got a good nose job? Uh, Sarah Silverman got a good one um, uh, uh, from Sex and Je- Jessica Park. Uh, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker got a good one. I think that. Um, well, she went to a veterinarian, so. No, but like, yeah, yeah, there's a getting a good one. And then there's one where you were, if I got it done. I would like shave the bump a little, but I wouldn't get like these weird turned up nose. I wouldn't do that. I got a Facebook ad for somebody. He didn't get any surgery on his nose, but he kind of had like a, it looked like a bump on his nose. And so what they did instead is just injected like um, stuff at the end of it. So his nose just became like longer instead of. Not like Pinocchio. Kind of a little bit, yeah, but it looks natural, <laughs> it looks normal. Yeah, <laughs> there are those semi-permanent ones, yeah. but I guess so if they're not done properly, they can be dangerous. Listen, whatever you want to do, do it. I just think that this, it's really, and, and also listen, 
when you become that famous, there's a reason why Michael Jackson collected the elephant man's bones. You understand what it's like. If you're, <laughs> we've just, we've discussed this. When you're an artist, you need to be invisible. You need to sit and look at people and observe them and listen to conversations and, you know, walk through a crowd and take things in, take in life. And when you are that famous and an artist as she is, like, you 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 become strange it's and so you become disconnected and Hold i on have a, a second. friend so are you saying that that the ability to observe the world is what's keeping us sane and so when we are so famous we lose that ability and that causes like a mental distress Yes. Also every, yes. And every artist uh, vacillates between I'm the greatest gift and I'm a piece of shit and you have survivor mentality. You have a, like a survivor's guilt that you made it. And you're uh, as an artist, you're always, I talk to Jackie beat about this all the time. You are, when we used to write for Joan, every week we get the pictures at the beginning of the week and you'd have to look at some boring celebrity and try and find a way to make this funny. And you'd get the pictures and every week we would both say that we would say to each other, this is the week everyone finds out I'm a, I'm a fraud and I'm not going to be able to do this. And I, I can't, I, I'm not going to make this funny. And then something will click and the jokes come and we'll make a mental note saying, okay, next week we're going to know that we can do this, but it's not how that works. Mm. So, so mm. all of these things together Plus, you have people around you that are just yesing you. Mm. Who's not telling her? You don't think her children got, I mean, at least Lourdes is like, come on, mom. You know, I know um, Rocco's saying all kinds of things to her. Who you don't knows? Know. Who knows? He's like, mom, I need $1,000 for a new skateboard, you know? Well, speaking of which, there was a TikTok I said, saw that this woman who uncovers celebrity gossip, yeah. that Madonna <laughs> recently had to pay $2 million to shut someone up because of a, a sex tape, a Lola sex tape. No way. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Oh, wow. Um, but... Okay, it's like, and I have a friend who's an insider, and I will not mention their name, but their opinion as to why Madonna's opinion has uh, a, a perspective or ability to discern what's real and what's not is a product of the fact that when she was on tour, she was injured in horrible pain, and she went on painkillers to right. ease the pain, and then she got kind of addicted to them, and then to wean herself from them, come on, we know the Madonna that was the macrobiotic queen, an occasional lemon drop. She didn't even like to get high, which I believe because she wants to feel in control and it makes you tired, to us seeing her with all this alcohol. And I'm telling you, when you go through menopause, like your brain changes... And his opinion is that the combination of the pharmaceutical drugs and and the I'm sorry, it sounds cruel, but like pre dementia, and then having all these. No, it's true. If you listen to neuroscientists, they'll tell you our brains do start to change. Yeah, okay, yeah, for sure. that doesn't mean she's not incredibly intelligent or a brilliant woman and all of that, but come on, you can't say that she's not lost some critical. Thinking or uh, judgment or or judgment when when people age we we go through two deaths the death of the person when they physically leave this world and the death of the expectation of what we wanted them to be and like I was looking at Madonna at the Super Bowl 
with you know with uh, Nicki Minaj and MIA, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's so beautiful to see this like sex icon going older. She had jowls. People were making she had fun wrinkles of the way she on her back face. Then, though, too. Yeah, but she she was aging, you know, and we could see an older woman, you know, being and Cleopatra. Beautiful. Yeah, it was it was so beautiful, and it was kind of like the last great hurrah for Madonna before you know the changes that she is now. And and I'm wondering, like, you know, as somebody, she was very public about human growth hormone. Why isn't she doing like estrogen replacement and I'm testosterone sure she probably, replacement? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she is doing estrogen yeah. replacement. And if you have any female listeners, I just want to tell you that um, my mother had ovarian cancer and um, I, a lot of women were taken off estrogen because of a, a study that was done that was all completely wrong mm. and that actually going on hormone replacement is bet it protects you from alzheimer's from heart disease and breast cancer mm-hmm. okay yeah, so I'm sure she's, I'm sure she has, she's has the top of the line, uh, gynecologist who has, she's doing humor and, uh, she's doing, uh, uh, estrogen and progesterone. I'm and sure a, she yeah, is. It's usually like a little cocktail. I think we have some, uh, uh, some women friends who take, it's a combination of, estrogen but also a little bit of testosterone Pro- in there as well yeah. sometimes I mean, or progesterone i'll yeah. tell you right here on the on the show my life is much better ever since i transitioned <laughs> i mean you know because because when i before i started testosterone replacement therapy like i was basically like you know at, at near zero levels you know and i was yes. just like depressed and had low energy and it's like it was impossible to put on muscle at the gym you know and it's like Ever since I've uh, made those changes, it's like my life is completely better for Same. it. Yes, you know? and this doctor recommended yeah. that people in their 20s, whether you are a female or male or trans, that you should get a baseline hormone test so that you know what your ideal hormones are in your 20s and 30s so that when you do get older, you'll know what is normal. Mm. And I just hate that all of this stuff... It's so, especially for women, it's so mysterious. Like no one talks about it. It's so shameful. Um, this idea of aging is a crime. Like it just occurred to me the other day, like as I look in my face and I, I, I think I have good DNA from my mom mm-hmm. and dad, but it's like, it's, it's crazy how you're like, it's okay to age. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It is like, okay to age, but I got yeah, like, it. But, but nobody... pain and suffering is scary. It's, yeah. it's also like yeah. being rejected by people is scary. You know, and there is uh, ageism. Yeah. I mean, it's like, think about like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio dating young women or, you know, <laughs> teenagers. Yeah. There is like, that's very questionable. And, you know, to some degree, uh, you he know. He can do what he wants. Harmful. Also like. Really? You don't find women over 23 attractive? But it is possible to be a terrible person and do terrible things and also have ageism thrown at them. And so for me, it's kind of like, like, you know, everyone's like, yeah, Madonna, have a young person. Woo. You know, and then there's a guy and he has the same relationship with a woman of the same age. And it's kind of like, you know, now he's he's a criminal, you know, and it's like, well, You know, Sorry. and part of me no. is like, look, I he's exploiting dogs. that age dynamic and it's not the same for a woman to date yeah, a younger but young, man. Yeah, sweet pussy is real good. <laughs> I know you've never had it, but <laughs> not to say the older <laughs> vagina isn't. I mean, I'm what saying. do you think of, make no. of, of the negative well, reaction to Leonardo well, DiCaprio dating, well, systemically well, dating uh, young hey, women? Brody, shush. 
I will yeah. say, sorry, my little baby Brody dogs. Um, mm. I will say this. I'm yeah. about to, st- I'm going to launch, uh, launch my, um, when I, <laughs> oh, I'm, back to my mother's cancer. It's a laugh a minute. Um, <laughs> but when my mom found, when I found yeah. out my mom had cancer 11 years ago and she's still with us, but, um, I was on a dating website and as a woman, you always get hit up by younger men. Mm-hmm. And I was very dismissive and I was like, you know, what am I going to do with these younger guys, whatever. And when my, fa- I thought my mother was going to die, it was like stage four overnight and, and the, the, the floor dropped out uh, from under me. I know all you listeners will understand who've been mm-hmm. through it. And I was like, what? life is fucking meaningless, whatever. There's this young guy, I'm going to fucking go out with him. And we went out on a date and we fell in love. He's 20 years younger than me. We dated for six years and he is still, we've been not dating now for four. He is my best friend. And every and and it was very interesting. My some friends, Jackie Beat, was like, (laughs) "What are you you think? You think that these gay men that are my friends that are always championing, championing, championing? Why can I say that? Championing women were like." Yeah, celebrating. They were like, you know, what are you doing? They were critical. Like, I guess if it's J-Lo or, or Cher or Madonna who have a lot of money, but like, if I don't, if I don't have the same kind of money they do, what the heck am I doing? And, um, it, to me, and even friends said, oh, what do you talk about? And Max, my ex-boyfriend, is so smart, one of the smartest guys I've ever dated. And what I found was it was really interesting to get a different perspective from a different generation. And they even said for longevity, one of the things you should do is be friends with younger people. Mm -hmm. You have a younger perspective, you know, and we're going to do a podcast called the Herald and Modcast. (laughs) And it's about, it's about, we're like the, you know, we used to date, but now we're the Jerry and Mm -hmm. Elaine of podcasting. And we talk about things from a generational perspective, but so, so, in wait a answer so to your, who's the young one in the relationship? Well, <laughs> he was oh, 20 okay. years younger. And so, oh. uh, yeah. And, um, and I have to tell you, I still, I'm single, but the men I'm sleeping with are younger and they are same, very, girl, very happy with my <laughs> pussy. They are very happy with my pussy <laughs> I, and I, they, I can't get them off my jock. So, I, um, and, and, um, and I, and the guys my age on wet, on dating websites, they all want to fucking golf and retire and I, maybe it's because I'm an artist. They don't take care of themselves, a lot of them, you know, and it's, uh, um, well, it, it's just their spirit. Like, yeah. I don't know if you're healthy. I don't mind a little extra fat, whatever, yeah. but it's like your attitude towards life. So about Leo, um, I think when it's, but I love all, I've loved all ages when it is, it's like a guy when it's just young women mm-hmm. to me, it's like, and he's a smart guy. Don't you want to, it, to me, it's that he doesn't want to be with an, equal that he is in control i'm sorry when you're older there is you are you're in control because of your life experience you're the mm-hmm. teacher and that's why ultimately our relationship couldn't last because i did i didn't want to ultimately be a mom figure i you know that i found that that's what i I became, I wanted to be with someone who could teach me something or had my life experience, mm-hmm. but he's my best friend. So he's what, my family. Was your romance like a Harold and Maude romance? Cause I absolutely loved that movie. <laughs> um, I, you know what it was, we were really, I never, I never thought of his age. No, I never thought of his age. Like he 
we just became best friends mm-hmm. and and it would just clicked and I still run all my comedy by him. We he was a musician, he's a and a painter and mm-hmm. we compose music together. We love to create things together. I know his whole family and I are friends. And what one really interesting thing I learned was that if, cause I knew ultimately we weren't going to grow old together. That was always in the back of my mind. Well, yeah, you but would, it, but he'd be young. <laughs> yes. And it, but it really taught me to be present mm-hmm. to yeah. say, okay, I can't control the future, but I'm going to be here with this person who loves me and who I love. And, um, is that anyway, the, is that the message from the movie? Cause we watched that when they showed us that movie and we had a class in high school called life class. And I was kind of surprised that they showed us that movie because they really, yeah, they, yeah, that's they crazy. showed us that movie. Cause it was like, it really does show you that importance of you have to, you don't know people could be gone tomorrow. And so you have to really, uh, love the people who are around you and make every moment count. And if you come up with a hit song, disavow your, dis, what is it? Disown it. And convert to radical Islam. Like what? Who's Stevens. that? What do you mean? Oh, Cat Stevens. What? Oh, wait. He, he did oh. the soundtrack for the movie and, oh. and he was a big star. And then he was like, this movie is a sin. Oh, no. He oh, didn't. my he sure God. Did. Really? And he even changed uh. his name to, from Cat Stevens to yeah. something uh, else. Stuff or something. Or that, she, she was a famous uh, screenwriter, screenwriter in early Hollywood. Yusuf she, Islam. She, Who was? She, um, Ruth Gordon and her husband oh, she was were, a screenwriter? A, oh, yeah, know. she they were a screenwriter duo in mm. Hollywood. That's how she before becoming an a, an actor. And Honest. you know, I saw the movie so many years ago that I um I can't I can't say if I were I remember little parts of it. Got to watch it again if you're going to start a podcast based on it for sure. Hey, yes, be yes. free, be free. Yeah. And yes. if you want to be you, be you cuz there's a the lot guy, of things to do. You do. know that there are yeah. That's the so song. good. And he's like, I remember that. Isn't that make you sad though? And and part of me is like, you know, with a lot of entertainers, like we love them, we celebrate them. Their 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 music, their culture, their films, their TV shows become the soundtrack to our lives. They're part of our identity. And so when they in the future they go, like, you know, this happened with Donna Summer, right? She was like, she was like, I'm a Christian now, and all this music doesn't want to have Denise Williams is another person. Um, even yeah. even a Janet Dubois who's famous for you know, playing Walona on, on good times. And she wrote the, the song and sang the song moving on up to the yeah. east side. She came out with a version. This is not a joke. We're moving on and up to meet Jesus. <laughs> she turned oh, that gosh. song into a gospel song and they played it at her funeral. Oh, and I was just like, it's just so many celebrities have died this past year. It's crazy. And again, it's like this whole art and and artist thing, right? It's like if we loved every artist as a person, if we had to love every artist as a person that we enjoyed their art, we wouldn't like any artists, (laughs) you know? So it's like, I I really, I don't have a problem making that delineation. Like I finally saw the Woody Allen documentary and I... I was like three episodes in. I, I mean, I'm such a fan of his early work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this can't be true. I, I And I watched it and I, I was convinced he did it. I was disgusted with myself that I did not believe his daughter. And But that said, I will still love his films because they're separate, like absolutely separate. I can still enjoy Diego Rivera's art and Picasso's art and Wagner, who was a Nazi and uh, Michael Jackson's music. And 
Well, isn't part uh, of loving something or somebody is like also speaking out against the terrible things that they do? You know? Yes, but that's their, but their art is, I, I guess to me is if there's a beautiful part of a person, I'm going to celebrate it. Even if they were terrible, if, if like, if Hitler was, did a beautiful watercolor painting, I could still look at that painting and go, that's a really beautiful painting. <laughs> Even though he should killed my family. More, he should have painted more paintings instead of getting in politics. I know. Well, do you know, that's the reason, um, there's a great documentary, the rape of Europa. And it's all about how an artist scorned is the worst thing. And that he was, he was rejected from an art school by Jews. And that's part of the reason that he, um, was hated them so much. Same thing with Charles Manson. He was a guitar player. Uh, He was trying to be a rock star. Mm -hmm. And the house where he finally killed Sharon Tate and Polanski used to belong to a manager who rejected him. And David Koresh, uh, you know, from Waco, Texas, of the Branch Davidians, he was also a musician and even had a cable access show Mm. in Austin, Texas, where he played music. Yeah, There's a book out, too, about... And, uh, I mean, you think about, like, all the RuPaul's Drag Race contestants, when they get eliminated, they become, (laughs) you know, uh, monsters. uh, What was his name? (laughs) (laughs) Manson, there's a book out uh, a few years ago talking about how he was, like, an FBI or CIA operative that they recognized him as being like a lunatic and they wanted to uh, thwart the hippie movement. And so that they enabled him. Cause like, if you see him, like how did people fall for him? Like, it's just wild, you know? So he was propped up. It's weird. It is Mm -hmm. fascinating how people just will follow a cult leader and yeah, but Mm -hmm. go ahead. Were you going to say something? Oh, I I just kind of wanted to to touch on all these amazing artists that just passed away um, and feels like everybody's dropping dead. And, you know, with Madonna, I was like, I'm glad at least we're able to talk about things Madonna's doing as opposed to like Madonna dying unexpectedly at a young age. Well, that's one of the things that I brought oh up too, God. is like, I, I was thinking, cause like, you know, Madonna's a dancer. And like you said, she was macrobiotic diet. She's under physicians care. She could live to be 104. So do you really totally. want to, could you really want to, if not longer, compl- spend the next 40 years complaining about Madonna's face? <laughs> I could. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least writing jokes with Nadia about yes. it, you know. Oh my gosh. It's uh, it's such a complex, complex issue. It, it really is. It's mm-hmm. so interesting. I mean, just to point to the listeners, you and I and Mark have been talking about Madonna's face for now, almost twenty years. I mean, we. I, so. You made the worm in two thousand seven. I think it was right. That sounds right. I, I think the, the yeah. YouTube has it listed as two thousand seven, but you may have put it up. Okay. In Who knows? But I think that's what drew us to you. That's how we, we were, found. That's out how about we found you. you, and we were just like. Who is this amazing artist? And I've been thinking about you ever since Halloween because Heidi Klum dressed up as a worm for Halloween. (laughs) And I was just like, this looks a lot like Nadia. (laughs) That's so funny. You know, a lot of people messaged me when I saw that when, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, um, but, uh, and I think there at the time when we did that video, who was the uh, gay fashion designer? That's a redundancy, but uh, who killed himself? Oh, God. He did like did the worm on the runway. He did like wrapped some woman in gauze and put red all over McQueen? her face. Yes. 
Oh my God. Yes, I'll find oh, it for McQueen? you. Okay. But a worm really is like no one owns anything. No, it's, no, you no, know, no. like, yeah. But, but it, was, um, it was creepy. Like doing stand up comedy in front of an audience as Madonna, then Madonna does stand up comedy in front of an audience. <laughs> or maybe like, you know, having uh, like a conversation with your daughter. Uh, truth of their style, then Madonna does the same thing. Or how about, <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on about the way that celebrities imitate you and you imitate them in return. Like you know, it is, it's a very, yeah. yeah. I mean, a couple, that, there were articles written about it, right? And, mm. I, and I'm wondering about it, but I'm not even sure if she, I think, I, I really believe I'm going to get Jungian on you. Carl Gustav Jung, you know, believed... <laughs> That our brain as an organism, you know, evolved and it's why we all dream of universal, in universal symbolic imagery and in every rela- religion um, <laughs> and race, even their stories are all, it's always the woman, the ocean is feminine and the sky is masculine. It's because we're all primates and we have a, a collective unconscious. So whether um, I was copying Nadia Ginsburg or she was inspired by me, it's that we're all connected. <laughs> but it's actually, and I'm joking, but I'm not. Like, Well, in the I, sense I, that we're talking to Madonna now, you know, by proxy, right? It's like, we're all, there, there is no de- us, you and I, it's, it's us. It's H-I-W, not H-I-V, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. AIDS is hilarious. You know, <laughs> you, I've been milking H-I-V Larius. H-I Larius. Yeah. We've been making that, that, that pun since Victoria Lamar was on our podcast 20 years ago. And, and no shame. Yeah. And, and then they, they were like, uh, Will and Grace then borrowed that joke and they were like, H.I. Larius. And I was like, no, it's H.I.V. Larius. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, that's the thing about like, you know, uh, in writing stuff and, you know, from this experience, it's like sometimes it's really hard to not get cryptomnesia. Cryptomnesia is when you... You know, it, it's it's a lift something, but lift you something, but you're not conscious of it. Yes, because we all do. Uh, I and I think like Amy Schumer got yeah. accused of that, and I thought that was very unfair because we are. That's what a joke is. You laugh because you're like, oh, I've thought of that, but no one's ever said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's a shared experience being a primate on this crazy <laughs> planet, and and that's what we are. Well, and so, you know, I, I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of times when people are accused of stealing, it's just because you both thought of it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like I said to Fausto, I think, was it this morning? I think I said to him about these Republicans. Like, Republicans are mad at drag queens. Right. Uh, and, which are basically clowns. They're also mad about balloons. Uh, and so it's like spy, God, balloons, please, yeah. spy balloons. Please don't tell them about Stephen King's it because that will really freak them the fuck out. <laughs> you know, put the I two mean, of them together. <laughs> the Daily Show did a very funny thing. I think it was Sarah Silverman where it did a clip of Fox News and it's all about them getting angry. It was like one after the other. This is really going to make your blood boil. You're really going to pull your hair out about this. Get ready to get really angry. It's like, because they're angry about the march. And she didn't say this, but they're angry that you can't stop history. You can't stop the flood, the greatest um, uh, the greatest voting in an uh, off-cycle election of young kids all voting, pro-equality, um, uh, you know, pro-immigration, all of these things. You, you can't stop the flow of time. And so you're angry. Mm-hmm. You're angry that 
beautiful, intelligent, elegant family was in the White House. You used to be able to wake up every morning and go, at least I'm not a black person. I'm better than a black person. And then you had to watch that family in the White House. And there were more guns purchased during Obama's administration than any administration. They're mad. But oh, yeah. the, and now, so, now your haters, Nadia, are going to take that clip and... <laughs> <laughs> Look what Nadia Ginsburg said. Well, listen, that's the bonus of only being famous for Madonna. I don't have a lot of people who are going to pick up on it. Um, but, but, um, but no, like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the anger yeah. it was very interesting that they... They're mad about everything. Well, it's, if you think it's about like, uh, rage. the law of trying to make drag illegal uh, <gasps> is is really like, you know, if you look at the legal, the words of the law that they're trying to propose, it's not, you know, if we tomorrow stopped all drag queens from reading books to children in public libraries, it'd oh, be like that's another thing. 10 people wouldn't be doing like it's, it's not, it doesn't happen very often. Right. But what the law really does, it makes it illegal to be trans mm -hmm. for adults and for children. And so, for example, like, you know, an 18 year old in high school showing up as the gender that they identify as and not the one they were assigned to at birth then puts them at risk for being incarcerated or into legal mm -hmm. trouble because they're impersonating somebody else mm -hmm. and therefore they're putting children at risk. And so this law is really sneaky because it's really targeting trans people, not drag queens. And how do you wield it? You know what I mean? So I'm, uh, you know, I present as a guy. So what happens if I just decide one day I'm going to walk outside in a brazier? Am I going to jail? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, it's Halloween wild. is over then, you know? Well, you are for calling it a brazier. <laughs> oh, hey, how do you feel about Wait, the You're how, not even French. How do you feel? Uh, uh, well, <laughs> how do you feel about the word uh, uh, panties? Do you say the word panties for underwear? You know, I, I, I don't it, understand. You know. I love all words. It's one of, it's the universally number one word that people don't like panties. I do not mind More panties. Moist, I think of a cupcake and I want to eat it. I do not think of the moist is bad. You know, Jackie Beat and I agree that the word we do not like is turd. Ooh. It's not a good one. But you know what Poopy. I think? You know what? You know what I think? Um, you know, my Italian mother, when my sister had a baby and they were like, talk changing the baby's diapers, my mom got very upset. She's like, we don't say poo poo. We say caca. And I was like, okay, mom. All right, mom. But, um, uh, but, mad at but, poo -poo. but the, 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 yeah, that was offensive, but the right is wanting to make trans being trans illegal. Yeah. Well, what it is. this is what I think. Yeah. This is what I, the, and I, I feel like we should have a million drag march. I think families, <laughs> men, you, I'm not, I, it sounds funny, but no, like we all fathers, mothers, children, we would get in drag and we march to the Capitol. It, I'm not even, kidding like what are you gonna do, do put me yeah. in jail yeah. like uh, enough is enough if, and, and again yes it doesn't that even is have a to very, be good drag <laughs> no drag it's it the worse like the better <laughs> the worse is better the worse the better no but yeah. your point your point about trans people i was not aware of that and i did not think of that and that's heinous but it is also affecting people's livelihood what you you're not going to be able to put on a drag show and you shouldn't be able to affect someone's uh, livelihood. It's freedom of speech. Well, well the law uh, is, is not to, to make it illegal to dress up in drag. It's to do it in front of children. And the thing about it is, if you're in a public space, then you get 
you can be arrested, right? So if you're doing drag at a park or if you're doing walking to work or, but more importantly, if you're trans and if you go to public schools today, everybody's trans, everybody's queer, everybody's yes. non-binary. You go to uh, Lollapalooza, like uh, this generation, the kids are all right. All the young men are like, it's, 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 they wouldn't be caught dead. They wouldn't be caught dead. No, I work with kids. Yeah. 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 I work with kids in, yeah. and they are in low income neighborhoods in, 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 uh, you know, societies, not, you know, where it's on the DL, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, and they are, they don't, uh, there's still some snickering or boys do this and boys, uh, girls do that, but I shut it down and there are kids that are proclaiming it and it's quite beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But wait, are you, sh- so the nature of the law, let's go over the nature of the law yeah. again, because I just saw a, well, there's I many thought, laws. There's, I, I, I want to say at this point in time, there's at least 80 some laws in states uh, that are, people are trying to pass that are anti-LGBT or more specifically trans. I'm not sure if that's number, but it, well, it's a lot. It's in the dozens of laws. Well, some bills, I, what I have is some bills age restrict attendance at drag shows. Other redefine adult businesses, which means most gay bars and even mainstream venues will not be able to get licenses they'll need to host mm-hmm. drag shows. Mm-hmm. Some of the bills are vaguely worded so that they can be used to arrest trans and gender non-conforming people just for existing in public. Yeah. Um, and so uh, uh, in, in uh, Texas, for example, it's HB 643. HB 708, which classify venues with drag shows as sexually oriented businesses in the same vein as strip clubs. Both bills define drag as a performance, which a performer exhibits a gender identity that is different than the performer's gender assigned at birth using clothing, makeup, or other physical markers and sings, lip syncs, dances, or otherwise performs before an audience for entertainment. What about cooks? That we're safe. <laughs> we're safe. <laughs> Burn it all down. <laughs> Welcome to like, cooking with drag queens. I mean, it's all drag. Like femininity is drag, yeah. and so I feel like the um, all the female strippers should like go out without any makeup or or <laughs> nails or like uh, lashes. Like it's really just. I can't believe. I, I just can't believe we're even talking about this. Well, the thing this. about it is, is like sometimes you're like, okay, let them make the stupid law. It'll, it'll like never be upheld by the Supreme Court. But now we have this super conservative court. So trying to win some of these things through the court system might not work until we can change that court system. And the book banning, the book banning is insanity. The kids are, there was just a walkout in Alabama, thank mm-hmm. goodness, at a school that they said they uh, didn't want to discuss any black history prior to 1970 because it made people uncomfortable. Oh, so you so can't, can you they, can't talk. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so they're, can they talk they're about banning. the Old Testament with, uh, you know, Moses and... The Israelites oh, the, and Egypt. And the, well, black I, yeah, history. that's a good point. Black well, history. Egyptians are right. Egyptians black. Well, they are in they are in Africa. It is a part of Africa. Yeah, but so, like, <laughs> they, I, that's, no, that's why I'm like, to, which part of Black history can we not talk about? You're, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the kids are. This is the good thing. Here's a silver lining. I in the last twenty years, I had friends, even gay friends, be like, I'm not political. And the political is personal. And they'd be like, Democrats, Republicans, they're all the same. And you have a few, 
You're right. You have a you have a few idiots now who still say it, but they're just fringe idiots. Lady but now Bunny. the oh my no, <laughs> listen, don't get <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> I'm gonna keep quiet on that one. But um, <laughs> but you tell a young person today who's about to be voting age what the difference between Democrats and Republicans are. They they see it. They're going to have to explain. People are going to have to explain to their grandchildren why they voted for Trump. I mean, it's major. So uh, the kid, the children are watching and the children are our salvation. Okay, they because they are they are saying they're trans. They're they're walking out of school saying, no, we deserve to have uh, racial studies be taught a gender identity study. So it's like, what's the thing you do to to rile someone up? You say, don't do it. Mm. So I think it's only enlivening the left and young, young people. So listen, it's not good news, but I feel that's a silver lining. I hope so. Well, I'm, I'm ready to do your million drag march. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Let's go right? to Washington. Let, let, let's announce it on the podcast. Let's make an announcement. <laughs> yeah. what, what day do you want to do this? Should we do it on, on Wednesday or? <laughs> um, well, that's a little short notice. Okay. little short next, notice. Next week. <laughs> I'm serious, though. Let's do we it. We should. Yeah. Washington, D.C., or just all over the nation? We could do all it in every world. state, all over the world. And But we play um, electric light orchestras all over the world. And it's we have um, photos <laughs> oh. of, of uh, Livia Noon-John, speaking of people oh. who passed away yeah. this year. Oh, she was a gem, right? Did what a ever, gem. Did you ever get to meet any of these entertainers that you've imitated or talked about throughout the years? Like, it, And have they been like, Nadia, keep my name out of your mouth. No, you know, I, you know, my big hang up now yeah. is why I pulled back on the Madonna stuff. And I think we've talked about it is comedy has to be cruel. And I also like, didn't believe in my own power as a person. I thought, oh, I'm just this like regular person. How could I hurt the most powerful woman in the world until I realized that Madonna isn't fearless. She's just courageous. She acts in spite of her fear. She's a person. And the reason even that she's not a great actress is she's literally been abused. Okay. That armor that she wears, those cone bras, and she's had to create an armor around her. She's had death threats. Like the most horrible things have been said to her. And when you have to be so Teflon your whole life, like you can't be vulnerable. And so I pulled back on doing impressions of her because I didn't want to be mean. Mm. <laughs> I just was not, int especially after Hillary Clinton lost. And I was thinking about how a lot of women don't like other women's power, mm. you know, um, all the white suburban women who voted well, against her. Like and Ra so Raquel Welch, you know, like she just passed away. And we remember, I guess, in an interview where she was like, saying that it was really difficult and challenging to work with Mae West. Because she didn't like her because she was the hot young sex symbol. Yeah. She was yeah. just like totally ignored her on stage. She's like, oh, you're her. Who's this? Oh, <laughs> Oh, step aside, honey, and let a pro show you how it's done. I think done. she had a cut lines <laughs> and they were seen together or something like that. It was they, weird. They, they were really hard to film scenes together. So they filmed Myra Breckenridge at different times and then they spliced it together. And I guess Raquel oh, well, Welch yeah. said that Mae West may have been 
trans or a, a she you thought know. she was a drag queen. She was yeah. like, I, she thought she gave off masculine energy or something. She said, I thought she was a man in a dress. That's what mixed familiar. people say about Madonna. Yeah. No, but, but but Mae West was never a great beauty. No. You know, she was she was attractive, but I, I can see that. She and was I just hate that. She was considered a sex symbol, though. Like, men were gaga for her in, like, the because 30s, she 40s, was, and 50s. Because she talked about sex yeah. and she was open about it. It's and like she got Jean Harlow. For it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she, she got, got arrested? A, she got arrested for her for her for one of her shows called, I think, Sex. And she went to jail for it. And uh, yeah. the do- what did the judge say? She's just like, um, I'm going to hold you. In con- uh, you're in contempt of court. She's like, really? I'm trying hard not to show it. <laughs> 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 she always had some real good lines, you know. And she based a lot of her act off of a, a drag queen. And meanwhile, well, Raquel yeah. Welch is like, oh, talk about me. Hello. <laughs> so, yeah, Raquel well, Welch, uh, she uh, is, I believe she was Colombian? Bolivian. Bolivian. And uh, American, I believe, yeah. Yeah, so what a throughout beauty. Latin America and, and through my father's generation, Raquel Welch was a sex symbol and inspired so many beautiful songs, including Carube, uh, which is about the feminine power of a woman's beauty. Ooh. Well, I think, you know, for us, you know, people keep mentioning 10,000 BC, the movie she was in. But I think for a lot of queer people, we remember Myra Breckenridge more than anything, even though I think that uh, movie kind of tanked her career because it did so poorly in the box office. But it was just such a such a weird movie. They say the book is really good, but I haven't read it. And and about like women not being nice to women, I think it's why gay men and straight women um, get along so well is that. It's the same. It's like uh, gay men are not nice to other gay men and women are not nice to other women. But when you have a straight woman and a gay man Mm -hmm. and you remove the sexual tension, the man shows such chivalry and love and protection Mm -hmm. and you can freely shit and shame others together conspiratorially. (laughs) Are you saying that because like when we're together – uh, you feel like we're sort of like... Um, Do we egg each other on? Yeah. Are we like uh, sort of... Me girls? <laughs> Is this Food, our bird book? Goal, man. No. All, I think... No. But you know how gay... I, oh, like yeah. I'll... In my circle of gay men friends, yeah. mm-hmm. male friends, I will have... They'll be like... I'll be like, oh, that guy's so great. And they're like, not really. And then, <laughs> and then they tell me how catty they are with each other. But a gay man's not competing with me. It's the same way. Like women were bred to compete with each other. Mm. You know, I even think all this face work stuff. I told you, my dad said that once. He goes, uh, you never see a construction guy going, hey, take a get a load of the purse on that one. Why do we buy these fucking stupid <laughs> fucking Birkin bags that, by the way, are so fucking stupid and uh, they're not even interestingly shaped. They're so dumb. And and but you, we're competing with other women. Yes. yes. Or even I remember watching TV once with my dad and he goes, oh, she's sexy. And I go, oh, why? Why do you like? Rico, so she didn't do anything to her face. Like, all, even getting rid of all these lines and everything is like the shame of our power. And it's weird. We're being shamed by other women. It's, I think, most straight guys, as long as you keep your body in shape, they don't care. Like, they want to see your face move when you come. You know, they don't want to look at a fucking sarcophagus. Like, you know, th- like you can't tell. Like, movement in your face is actually useful. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I just got and the I'm, most Botox I've ever gotten. The other I'm not day. saying I don't. I <laughs> I, I can't really little, tell anything happened to your face. I do. I do. I, I do some Botox yeah. and some. I've done some filler and stuff. But you can. It always so my face moves. Mm. I'm never like. I don't know, because it just feels... I'm also I'm a comedian, so I have to move my face. Yeah, I'm thinking about yeah. some filler, because I feel like I've lost a little weight, and these cheeks just aren't as full as they used to be. Yeah, I'm just getting be like... Careful. A, I'm getting yeah. like a, you know, like the lower half of my stomach is wrinkled, because of the first time... Like, I've, I, I'm telling you, I was 220 uh, about a year ago. I've lost 30 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and people are like, are you okay? <laughs> And I'm like, they don't see me like exercising and trying to eat right and doing everything. You know, I'm doing a bodybuilding competition and uh, hopefully in November, if not the following year. You're doing it in November. <laughs> There's no turning back. You said you were going to do it in November. There's well, the, no the coaches I'm working with are like uh, putting on the brakes. So, no, you're you know, doing it. I'm not putting up with this for two years. You're doing it this year. Okay. That's, and I then we felt move that. On. I felt and that then when you on. said that. And then we go back to donuts. Well, you can you can do a contest the next year too, but I'm not going to support you for it. You're going to do that all on your own. <laughs> <laughs> you <Okay>. know <laughs> that support. Well, but just I'm be careful. You, gotta, <laughs> but you just can't turn you can't yeah. turn out like Burt Reynolds. Like you can't waste your like guys. I think too. Like men look sexy when they have some like. Frag in their face, and mm. I don't know. But, in I mean, ten years, about, you're like, going to look uh, back at your belly. Dolly and be Parton like, what the hell? and uh, Islands in the Stream. Co- Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. You know, and and it's like you know, do people really talk about Dolly Parton's plastic surgery? And more, they talk more about Kenny Rogers' face for sure. Yes, and I have some G on her. Oh yeah. Okay, what? yes. There's G? a mag- there Hot goss. gossip. God, come on, I'm young, I'm hip, I'm with I it. It's I use the So the T is now the G. G G is gossip. So anyway, there was a Mexican restaurant in uh, Silver Lake uh, where I live and was there forever called El Chavo. And apparently the G is number one or T is that Dolly Parton has has always wears um, like those uh, flesh covered, you know, um, nude, whatever it's called, illusion, body illusion, mm-hmm. because she's got full sleeves. Right. She's a, and she's gay, has a lover. And there was a table where she would meet her gay lovers at El Chavo. Ooh. So Dolly Parton's mm-hmm. uh, been with women. Gay. She, no, she's actually gay. She has a longtime lover, and the beard is the husband. Yeah, and they've been together for uh, since the 60s. I think they got married in 67 or 69. Yeah, which and, makes sense that yes. she doesn't, you know, when they don't talk about politics, like, I don't want to go she, there with you. Know, she she's never does. With Lily Tomlin. I mean, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. so can you imagine, like, uh, five. like having sex? Is this wrong? Am I doing something wrong, though? Well, like, it, is, can you imagine I'm having sex with Dolly out Parton her? and she's like barking orders at you, like, I want you to lick my puss. He. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, we have heard some of those rumors before. We've heard about the tattoos in the arms, right? We've heard that she might be gay, but we didn't know that she was uh, which restaurants she would take her lovers to. But, so maybe I don't know. You know. We decide if you. What well, makes that her out. more interesting? I'm trying to figure out if Richard Belzer died. Now you know Richard oh, Belzer. Yes. He's, no, he, he died. died. He did. Yeah, he's I mean, very no, no, dead. No, whether he's gay or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he's dead because his his best friend announced it. Right, he died in the uh, you know living in the south of France. Because I was at the LGBT Expo in New York City um, at the Javits uh, at Center. At the Javits Center, I think they still might do it, but RuPaul's Drag Con really killed it. 
more than anything. Uh, and so I was there, you know, trying to promote the podcast. This is back 2006 or seven or eight, you know, very early on. And he came in was, uh, and he was wearing like this tightest little outfit and he had the tiniest little dog and a purse and just like, uh, just was kind of like, I, I think I'm sure that was him. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's got, cause that's a face you don't forget. You know Cause I, I wasn't mean? there. No, you weren't there. But you told me about it. And I was it, just yeah. like, I wonder if he's, he must be gay. Came in and went to talk to I some mean, people at some booths on. and laughed. I mean, who cares? Best friend, south of France, no wife, tight pants, little He was purse. married twice. He was married twice, but the last oh, wife was, was yeah. divorced like in the 70s or yeah. something like that, you know? Okay. So, yeah. Who knows? Well, we got to get uh, de- mean, Detective hope- Benson on the case. <laughs> but I was like, look, and I was trying to find out that his character, that Munch character that they had on Law and Order, I think it started on like one of those other shows and then moved over to Law and Order. And his character has appeared on. 10 different TV programs. Well, it's like Penny Marshall, you know, she basically plays Laverne. No, no, no. But does Laverne as Laverne go on other TV shows? She was on Happy Days? Yeah. So, okay. So two. So not as much, but (laughs) he did Ted as this character, which I think is fantastic. Well, and as a Penny Marshall was also rumored to be a lesbian and, and and I guess like sexual with uh, Carrie Fisher. Mm. Oh, but Carrie Fisher had so much, um, uh, uh, what is that electroshock therapy yes. that she would remember Forget. things. So, you know, so it's like oh, Penny so Marshall sad. be like, Hey Carrie, uh, are you going to be getting that therapy on Tuesday? Let me come over on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to forget what we do in bed. <laughs> no, wait, is she alive? No, they're both they're all on, uh, you know, one of the hardest, saddest things in my entire career as a podcaster mm-hmm. is that we actually went to a press event with Carrie Fisher and she like loved us. Mm-hmm. And, and cause we asked her about her friendship with Barbara Streisand, Barbara and, Streisand Harrison and Harrison Ford that she, they broke into the set of Indiana Jones, the first movie and while Harrison Ford was tied up, she pulls out a whip and starts whipping him and says, this is for all the money you're going to make. Call him the <laughs> F word. Yeah, she's yeah. basically calling him the F slur. F slur, right? <laughs> for gay. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, we asked her about that and she's like, you know, probably because there's a recording of it that mm-hmm. was posted on the internet at the time. And she was like, she thought it was hilarious that we knew that. And she grabbed me. And she says, I love Fausto. I don't want to let you go. And she was like literally holding onto his Aww. arm. And his, the press person was just like prying her fingers <laughs> off of Fausto. Come on, Carrie, we have to go now. Because, uh, you know, see I, what I mean? She just yeah. falls really? in love with gay men. Yeah. And so, so right. part of it is like we wanted to get her on the show. We had her mother on just like a month ago before that. And, and we're, it was all set to go. But the stupid fucking publicist, and this is part of the reason like we don't work with that public relations firm is they just basically shut shut it down. And they were worried that it was going to tarnish her brand and blah, blah, you know. And I was like, look, you know, you can listen to our show. I mean, maybe not this one, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're very respectful and kind and, and compassionate, and that's what we're known for. But, I think this has all been a very respectful, kind, ca- compassionate yeah. conversation. <laughs> but, you know, and part of it is like, <laughs> it's not about making people look bad. It's about creating opportunity for, to understand people better, to yeah. to understand our shared yeah. humanity. Yeah. We're trying to figure it out here. But so. because we're not tied to a mega billion dollar corporation, they didn't feel like we could be trusted. And so that's part of the reason that they got in the way, you know. Now, you know, who else died recently was uh, Carol Cook. 
And yes. I don't know if you remember her. She was in the movie. Was it Sixteen Candles? They're she so played the gra- perky. She played the grandma, but she was also oh, on. She was on Lucy's. an Adventure yeah. too, or no? Was that someone uh, that's else? Stella Stevens. That's just Stella panties. Stevens. Okay. What else do I need? Just panties. The people yeah. hate the word panties. But uh, Carol Cook died like a few weeks ago, and she was uh, on the Lucy Show. And she was friends with Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball took a total shine to her, moved her into her house, gave her her name Carol after Lucy's dead best friend, Carol Lombard, and then dyed her hair the same exact color as Lucy's and put her on the TV show with her. Like That sounds I, gay. Right? I'm just telling you, that right? sounds very gay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I I don't Aww. know if we asked Carol if there was gay, but I think she she, she of, hinted at it. She kind of like I'll have to repost that podcast. She didn't really say that she was gay, but she was just kind of <gasps> you know. Oh. Well, there was I mean Lucy I think loved her you know and wanted that friendship. She missed Carol. I mean Carol was a great beauty. Well, and 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 uh, Nell Carter she was outed after she died mm. by her surviving lover yeah. Whitney Houston uh, when she passed away or. You know, Robin. Well, we all, people from the 80s knew. That's amazing. Well, thing. there was a rumor that Whitney Houston and Dolly Parton were gay lovers. No, it was the, the, the rumor was uh, was uh, Kelly McGillis, Jodie Foster, and Whitney Houston were in a love triangle. That's right. And yeah, like yeah. there was a huge is fight. That a se- is that a sexual position? No, it's 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 that Jodie Foster and Kelly McGillis were uh, making the movie together, The Accused. And I remember Wh- that. And Whitney uh, was with Kelly McGillis, I think. And then there was some kind of thing, like, there was some kind of anger going on. But, like, every, every gay person in, like, 1987 or whenever that movie came out knew this story. Like, it traveled without the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and part of that is, that, you know, look, we're all human beings. And if you're in entertainment, you're going to have a lot more opportunities to explore those sides of yourself. Yes, like, did you watch the um, mm-hmm. documentary Secrets of the Playboy Mansion? No, no. Okay, it's it's on. I think <laughs> it's on Hulu now, but I it's read a really. Bit about it, but. Oh my god! I mean, he was a monster. He would take young girls. He would make them into his drug mules. There was they were all. He was connected with the police and the hospital. If you had, a, if you were a platinum member of one of his clubs, you could basically take girls home and rape them. And then there was a cleanup crew that came, made sure that the women didn't go to the hospital. The police were all in on it. They were given like positions in the corporation and told that they had power, but basically, and then he would put all these young girls on drugs, force them to make porn movies. And then he would keep, uh, a bunch of blackmail material on them to silence them. And it's at speaking to your point. He, at one point he's in, even in an interview being like, if you're in a candy store and you can have every, any candy that you want, eventually your tastes get weirder and weirder. So famously this one porn star who was in through the green door or behind the green door pulls up in a limo. They f- uh, feed lots of drugs to her and then they make her fuck a dog. Oh, and they filmed it like so. But we've mm. heard this with like, you know, I mean, listen, we all are gay. Like anyway, like it really is all on a spectrum. Like some gay men I know, Jackie Beat, is disgusted by the sight of a of a vagina. Mario's like we, he thinks it's fine. And he was with a girl until he was with a guy. And then he was like, no, this is where it's at. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could be with a woman. I just love dick and I couldn't live with a woman. Well, good um, news for you. Dicks are getting longer. 
<laughs> I saw that. But I mean, like, but it's like normal that, you know. But are they getting you, thicker? That's the real question. Right. right? Where's Am the I girth? Right? Where's got, the girth? Got to have the girth. Well, it'll be both, I'm sure. You know, I don't know. I'm not a dick scientist. I'm just an amateur. Well, they're kind of worried because they're just like, they might get getting longer, but why? They think also, too, they just might be measuring them differently. They might be measuring from the taint instead well, of from, like, the top. The, <laughs> well, I, I think um, I think that women's get are getting their period younger, and they say that's because of all, like, the hormones and mm-hmm. stuff in our meat and, and hair products. God knows what else. God knows. Estrogenic all messing up our hormones. Hair products and skincare. Yeah, we, yeah. Um, Clean wrap, beauty. Wrap, wrapping this up really quick. Uh, um, the Oscars are coming. Yeah. May 14th. May 14th? Uh, March 14th. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, a month. It begins the letter they're M. They're right For now. Madonna. They're happening. For Madonna, March. Uh, so, uh, you know, best picture. Uh, have you seen any of the movies that have been nominated? Tell me them and I'll tell you. Uh, Avatar, The Way of Water. It's oh, all God, wet. Ever. No, stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you my review. Didn't see it, but probably think it's stupid. <laughs> Elvis with Baz Luhrmann. I, I never, Elvis never did it for me. I like Baz Luhrmann, though, but I don't know. Didn't see it. Uh, tar? I did see it, and I loved it. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Tar? Yeah. God, she is a goddess. She is just out of this world. I think it would be funny if Cher were Tar or Madonna were Tar. Um, but did you see it? No, not Mark did. No, no did I didn't no. see Tar. Yeah. I've seen very few of these films. It's uh, really long, but like so uh, compelling. I loved the Tar. Fablemans. Uh, you know, I made a mistake. I I saw the trailer, thought it was schmaltzy, and so I put on Facebook, "I'm only anti-Semitic in the case of the Fablemans." And then <laughs> Michael Musto of the Village Voice, who like has reviewed my stuff before, he's like, "I think that's short-sighted of you." I'm like, "I didn't even see it. I just thought the trailer was annoying." <laughs> and he told me that the whole film deals with anti-Semitism, and I was like, "He's like, he's like, I don't usually." He goes, "I don't." don't usually tell people what to do and I love you, but you oh, might yeah. rethink taking that down. So I took it down. Oh, of course. I mean, you have to listen to Mike. I absolutely adore him. You're like Larry David <laughs> in real life. You know, I got to tell you, it was like, we, we didn't start watching Curb Your Enthusiasm until the pandemic and stuff like that. And it saved, oh, so had, it saved our, our Fausto's mind dealing with people no, no, in it entertainment. Was, it, it was, it was not during the pandemic. It was, it was way before the pandemic, not, yeah. but not too far before the pandemic. But it was literally like I had a five, it's only been like the past three years. It was a friendship and a fight that uh, with a very, very famous person that ended really, really poorly. And I was just like, God, you know, is this just like what Hollywood artists is, and yeah. Hollywood is? And like, why am I wasting my time on all this shit? And, and, and I turned on Curb Your Enthusiasm and I was like, it just, it was so healing, you know, to be like, yeah. like all this, you know, and, and looking at the quarrels that we have in life as, as a source of comedy is is uh, God, Larry David has just done so much for people's sanity than he realizes, I think. Yeah, he says what we're all thinking, right? No one's allowed, especially now when no, you you can't say anything. Like, again, if I criticize Madonna or give my opinion, then I'm not supporting her. Or, you know, if I think Louis C.K. should be able to do his comedy, like, I, I 
you know, I'm a woman hater and a sexist mm-hmm. and I'm terrible. So <laughs> Wait, let me ask you this, because we had a we had a, a male comedian, straight guy come over uh, to do the podcast. So we had somebody in academia on beforehand. And, and they were in the room. They together. were in the room together because we we did like, you know, one right after the other. And he came in, he was talking about Leo's Lucy <laughs> K. And he's like, I don't think it's any problem. Like, like, like have him do a show. Like, I want to see a show, that kind of thing. And the guy was just like, well, what about him and that person? He's like, yeah, but. You know, he did that. He he's like he asked, and like they're comedians, so it's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I like, I actually uh, do think that if you talk to a woman who's actually been raped, if she thinks asking to being a mm-hmm. creep or have mm-hmm. something that's creepy and say, "Can I take my dick out?" and mm-hmm. and 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 I know those girls too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like like uh, I am hoping they don't listen to this podcast because uh, I'm sorry, but being. Uh, Being a creep is not the same as holding someone down and raping them. Is it great? No. But for us also, who's to say, like, you can't do your comedy anymore? Like, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, I wasn't paying to see Louis C.K. before, so it's like, it's not, no skin off my back. Oh, I think he's really funny. But he has has gone in more conservative since this happened. And he's uh, also trying to play towards, like, you know, Fox News audiences kind of thing. Really? Yeah, that's the the vibe I got when I started listening to his stuff. Because I was really? like, okay, let's he's see what anti- happens. No, he's pro-choice. He's the one of the things I always remembered about mm-hmm. his comedy early on in the day. He it was, was pro-choice. He, it, his jo- he's still pro-choice. Yeah, you have I can't to believe he's not. To watch yeah. me masturbate. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. No, he was like one of his jokes was, I think it's really wrong to make fun of people who lives in live in a trailer. Like, if you have a double wide, that's totally cool. Like, he is aside from being a creep. Like sexually, I use that word as an expression. He's, I don't think he's a bad guy. I Some don't of the best think sex he's a bad of my guy. Life I've had inside trailers. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree yeah. with your male straight comedian. I think he should be able to do, listen, the KKK should be able to march. Okay. I don't have to agree with you, but okay. But you can't shut down people's opinion. I'm sorry. It's wrong. Can it's, we retire the term though? Support. Cause it's like, it means that you like, like people when, especially I hear this in drag Queens talking about they're like, I can't support that artist anymore. And I'm like, so basically you don't like their work, but you were buying their albums and going to the shows because you felt like it was doing a public service. Like, you know, <laughs> like it just seems like an ugly, I'm like, you either like something or you don't, you know, it's like, if you like it, then, then buy their, you know, spend your money there on time. Otherwise it's not, you know, um, I don't know. It just feels like people confuse buying things as voting mm-hmm. and, and, and shop capitalism and shopping is not civil rights, you know? So it's the, the term support rubs me the wrong way. Although it does, I have to say it is, it is the good thing about capitalism in action. Like I forget what was in North Carolina. They were trying to do the tra- the bathroom ban yeah. and uh, Bruce Springsteen and all these people said, okay, you're going to do that. We're not going to do our concert in your area. You know? And they were like, uh Oh, so like you can use money as a way to say, okay, I'm going to, I mean, it's a whole other discussion, but look at the whole Kanye thing with Adidas and stuff. So, 
you can finance can affect someone, but I know what you mean. It's like to me, the annoying part of that is like, what were you paying all their rent? Like, what do you mean support? You were saying you were supporting them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were your sugar baby or something. Uh, everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once is didn't see it. I heard it's great. Considered you? Uh, no, but I want to. Um, I'm a big fan of short rounds, so you know the actor who played that in in uh, in Goonies and in uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. So he's oh, yes. uh, made a comeback, and and uh, he's they they say Daniel Kwan just shines in the movie, you know. Amazing! Uh, I wanted Fraser, to see it. Brendan Fraser is front runner for the whale, playing an even bigger person than he is. Didn't see it. Did and you? And a lot of like um, some people really love it, and uh, yeah. but other people are just like it's very kind of like fat phobic because it kind of opens the scene with like him masturbating and like eating. Oh, like, I love it already. Guilty of that. <laughs> well, actually, you know, Costanza, who's actually Larry David, and based on Larry yeah. David is the Costanza character. Yeah. There was that famous episode where he wanted to do the three things he loves all at once have sex, watch sports, and eat. And he found a woman, I think it was Lisa Edelstein, or was it? Yeah. I forget. Uh, so he's like, fucks the girl, and he's eating and watching sports at the same time. I That's a very compelling opening image. I'm sort of like, like a, I say yes to the Oscar just for that. <laughs> uh, best but actress continue. Michelle Yeoh everywhere, uh, thing all at once. Got you. I think that she's the front runner there. Uh, cool. And um, best animated feature Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Is I the didn't see it. Oh, Did it's you? on Disney, right? I believe it's no, it's not Disney. It's Netflix. Uh, Netflix. It's yeah. gorgeous. Mm. It's so sit on wonderful. my face. Let me sit on your face and lie to me. I'm like all these songs uh, that are best original <laughs> song. I'm not familiar with any of them, so it's like that's uh, best supporting actor. K uh, K Kwan. Sorry, that's short round. My apologies for everything, everyone, all at once. He's a front runner. You hate there. Asian people now. That means you hate <laughs> Asian people. Uh, Go ahead. Jamie Lee Curtis. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's gonna sweep oh, the awards. You know. I love her. Um, I want her to get live it. Live action short films. Best best director. There, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once is going to get all the awards, I think. And so it's a movie it's, that if you haven't seen it yet, go see it before the Oscars. So otherwise the line, the price of the ticket will go up and you don't want that to happen. No. Oh, wait. So you guys didn't see it either? I haven't seen it. No, but everybody says it's wonderful. Movies. Uh, Black Jackie Panther. Jackie B didn't love it. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is a front runner for best visual effects along with Avatar. Okay. Ava you know, Avatar getting pregnant underwater. <laughs> oh, what did you make about uh, uh, Rihanna's uh, baby reveal at the Super Bowl game? Um, I think it's just sort of just as I think criticizing it is just as stupid and white as people pro getting upset over J-Lo and Shakira. And it's like, what was the controversy like with J-Lo? Oh, that all these white soccer sexy. moms, it's too sexual and it's disgusting and kids shouldn't see it. And they're just jealous that she looks so beautiful at her age. And, 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 uh, 
and they're just it's the 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 hypocrisy of the sexuality right it's the same as these drag people that anti-drag people that dress up little girls four-year-olds like prostitutes and make them be in uh competitions but no drag right it's okay to dress up a little girl like like she's a hooker uh and make her compete for a crown but but you can't see a drag show it's so stupid so i i mean yeah they got upset that she smelled her pussy right touched her pussy and smelled it while she was pregnant it's fucking beautiful get over it i hope they got really angry well it's also you know this co-branding thing's a little out of line because now with fenty cosmetics she's issued a pregnant vagina scented candles <laughs> well i oh god i do i did watch a tiktok from this yeah. woman who's like an insider that said it was scandalous thing quickly i can share it with you was that basically jay-z was having sex with rihanna when she was 14 and that that's how she got herpes and that chris brown um walked in on her blowing him and she gave him herpes and so he walked in at her at clive um whatever clive what's his name who runs clive this, barker Car- clive barker no, no. uh clive davis, yes. clive davis they, yeah. he walked in found her blowing jay-z got in the car, they're going 100 miles an hour, and he's yelling at her because she gave him herpes, and that's why he hit her, that she was hitting him and he hit her back. But that that basically... Jay-Z was having inappropriate sex with Rihanna when she was 14. Where'd you hear and this doing, rumor? Um, by this music industry insider on oh. TikTok. Oh. Well, I believe everything I see on TikTok. Well, I just think there are a lot of, I do not, never doubt the grooming of young girls in the movie industry or in, um, in, and parents who are Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, uh, I do not doubt it. I Uh, do not doubt yacht girls, all this stuff. uh, You know, somebody who's getting overlooked is Jennifer Coolidge for uh, White Lotus. That's not an What do you mean? Uh, you know, That's, just uh, I, I was thinking what it brought it up because uh, you know your your share is right there on the precipice of Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she what I mean, she's having such a moment, yeah, and you know, uh, can I brag? Can I brag? Yeah, only if you do it in, in Jennifer Coolidge's voice. No, I have to. No, I, I'm <laughs> yeah, not ever should. doing that. I'm a perfectionist, so if you give me that voice, I need time to prepare, and then I will deliver <laughs> it to you. But we worked together on two broke girls, and we'd see each other at parties throughout the year, and I. I guess she, I, I posted that like congratulations to her and getting to work with her was so incredible. And she Aww. said that, I, she said, come on, your characters have made us laugh for years. You invented funny. Oh, Isn't wow. that sweet? That is now so sweet. Nadia, sweet? your characters have entertained us for years. That's You terrible. invented funny. See, that's not so hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like listening to America. We have a couple of friends that kind of sound like her naturally. Yeah. (laughs) She's so cool and gracious, and I'm so happy she's having a moment. And look at her. Here's an example. No face work. Like, women in their 50s, like, having a moment. Like, I, her face is so beautiful like what if she were just so embalmed there were no lines and Mm. she hasn't had a neck job Mm -hmm. or anything and it's like 
I I think it's beautiful. I gotta say it was like White Lotus because I, I I just watched it recently. I binged it. You know, it came out like a couple months ago and stuff. And people there was a lot of mixed reaction from it. People were like, "Oh my god, it's so slow. It's so boring." And that's why I like, loved let, it. Let me wait. And so it really is a slow burn. But like everything's worth it with that last you know that last episode. You're just like this is really thrilling to see it I build up it. to to such a to such a climax. Well, Mike the, White's a genius. Yeah, and then The Last of Us. Everybody's cooing about this like older gay couple who are you know have beards and fall have been to get fall in love. I'm like, uh, Mark and I have been here for twenty years in the yeah, but we're not surviving a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> we might as well have with COVID. Yeah, and where's my strawberries? And you did trap me in a pit, so <laughs> there is that. I just know that, you know, I was like, not I, it, we're, yeah. like you're such a, a fantastic performer and we love all your video stuff that you're, you've, you've put out over the years. Like, are you, where are you performing out? Are you performing out in LA these days? Do you know what? I, um, my beloved, uh, Casita del Campo fame where I perform mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. um, is under renovation. And so I, this year is going to be the year that I film my, a comedy special and it's going to be live from the basement of a Mexican restaurant and which is Casita del Campo. So Casita del Campo, awesome. but, but, but I can't do that right now. So that will be in the spring or fall. I mean, spring or summer. Um, but I am going to do my show in LA and workshop it. And then I, over the summer, I'm, as we speak, making plans to do it in New York um, and, um, and Chicago San, and San Francisco. And I am thinking of I, I've never played Chicago. So I want to do a little mini tour this uh, summer. Mm. I will let you know. But I just was on uh, Jackie Beat Unlicensed Psychotherapist. Yes. Um, I played Cher. You can see me on Netflix right now. The director said I stole the movie. It's called Friendsgiving. I play what I always play an uh, Italo American slut from the five towns. Um, you can watch me in reruns of Two Broke Girls. Uh, but I've been doing a lot of writing, actually, some ghostwriting and working on. I'm working on uh, like uh, writing a bunch of stuff. So that's what I've been awesome. focusing on. Well, Nadia Ginsburg, your comedy special from a Mexican restaurant. Live go- from the basement. Or Nadia Ginsburg is alive. from the basement of a Mexican Nadia- restaurant is going to yeah. be a combination platter of funny. Is it like Thank a you. Is it like a full yeah. basement or is it like one of those L.A. things where you enter and then it's on a hill so the basement is really <laughs> the another level outside? Or it is seats. It- no, it's in the, it is the basement and it's a seat 70. And, um, I've told you the history of that place mm. before. It's yeah. a, it's a landmark mm. and, uh, and I love it there. And it, but I actually, it's, um, I made a mistake. The title is, uh, Nadia Ginsburg is alive in a basement. <laughs> I'm glad not dead. Yes. <laughs> totally yes. Not glad. Never. Just beginning. I'm just getting going. Well, I'm excited to watch it. I'll be there with a front row with a ticket. And, I uh, love you guys. You guys you are so, so wonderful. Thank you so Thank much you. for always being so wonderful and supportive. And you guys were like the first. Talk, yeah, talk about like everybody. You did podcasts before, like, and the first gay podcast, pretty much. Correct? Well, Is that true? First podcast, first, period. First fifty podcasts out there. And you know what was funny is back when we started, Fausto was just like, "I'm just so late to the game in this. I'm so late to the game." I'm like, Fausto, it's okay. You know, it's like, you know, it's just podcasting just started like three months ago. It's not that late. He's just, like he's acting like we lost all of this much time, and here we are. 
you know, this is our 19th season. So it's been 18 years. And I mean, I think we talked to you in like 2007 or 2008. And it was just like, right. it's so right. wonderful to know you and see your career over the years. And all the people that you know, you just hang out with so many fabulous people. It's just, Thank I'm in you. awe. Thank you, guys. I'm in awe of you guys. How, what is your listenership now? What's your like listenership? Well, it's, it's massive. And, but it's, it's getting 30% longer, but it's not that wide. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, the funny thing is like, uh, cause we started this bodybuilding podcast, let's grow big together. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I'm running into people that listen to that. Mm-hmm. And then there's, uh, there's, you know, we've st- we've started about four or five projects over the l- recent years, you know, and each of them are kind of mm-hmm. like silos. They don't, the audiences don't move around yeah. a lot. And so what's been really great is the Feast of Fun audience has really been supportive and encouraging mm-hmm. in not just the guests, but in yeah. us to yeah. sort of explore our creativity and our interests elsewhere outside of this traditional scope. It's of kind the of show. interesting how it really is like they're each kind of in their own silo. Like the people that might follow me on Instagram or Facebook are not necessarily the people that are listening to the podcast. For some people that listen to the podcast, that's the, they don't go on Facebook. They don't go on Instagram. They don't go on Twitter. They're podcast consumers. So it's kind of like they're just here on this channel and they might not even be watching anything on YouTube, which is yeah. interesting. But one thing that's like really great is, you know, and, and we just had a uh, Levi Kreis, um, who was at in, in he's a, you know, a Tony award winning musician now. And he was a, a regular guest like you for many years on the podcast. And he stood there on stage in front of a crowd of on a, on a people, gay cruise. On a gay cruise. Well, it was he was on stage with Tom Goss and Matt Albert, who are both musicians that have come on the podcast. Because we, you know, we do these live music sessions from time to time. It has been a while since yeah. we've done them because of the pandemic and everything. But he got up there and was just like, I don't know, somehow he started mentioning us and we got letters from listeners. They're like he was just talking about you guys on stage and it was just so wonderful. And it just it warms my heart to hear him. Well, he say said that. Uh, that he would not be where he is today had it not been for people like us. Oh, that's sweet. And part of me is like, we would not be here today if it wasn't for people like him or Nadia. You know, it's like. Oh, no, you guys, you guys are the best. You're the best. And I, it was so fun yeah. when you came to town and we did that uh, podcast, you, me, you and Selene, who I hope you're watching her on. You should you should uh, interview, do a Selene interview. I would love Selene. to talk to her. Anytime. Right? She's Absolutely. In, yeah. I don't have a phone number, but she'll text me to it, right? Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, I for will. Sure. No, you sh- I'll totally. She's my you guys favorite should... voiceover actor. Was she in the Addams well, Family? She's on, she's on she Mayans. In? She's a major oh, yeah. character on the TV show Mayans right now. Uh, Their first... Um, also, um, I started watching her- that the first season. I'm, I'm on the first yeah. season. Yeah, she plays a badass, ma- like um, Ooh, matriarch. And that, and that lead is Mer- so that lead is so hot. Tell me, she gets to yes. ride him. She gets <laughs> no, but she she got a motorcycle she- with him. Um, no, but she's like in cahoots with him. Like they have a lot of scenes together. She's phenomenal. What beautiful acting she's doing. And I'm just, I'm so happy for her and you guys should watch. Does she bring some comedic to it? Comedy to it? No, She's a total badass. She's a badass. Oh, I love it. Yeah. She's like a Mexican female Mm. Tony Soprano. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Well, she's yeah, in Soledad. one of my favorite films of all time, Coco. Coco, Disney, how Pixar, beautiful! And she plays Rosita, the the sister who's looking and, for uh, Miguel. 
I believe. Yes, and yeah. she'll tell you the backstory of that. But basically, Disney or Pixar, whoever yeah. it was, Disney or Pixar, anyway, Disney, uh, they wanted to trademark El Dia de los Muertos. Can you believe the gall? Wow, and so geez. they got in trouble. And so they were like, no, it, it's um, they had only Mexican actors playing all of the roles. And oh, yeah, it's uh, that movie was so beautiful. I cried. It was so Fausto good. Fausto sings the song from, and every time he sings that song, he starts crying. Yeah. And then he makes his mother start crying when he sings it. Oh, <laughs> yes. I uh, love it. Yeah, it, okay. you know, thank you so much, Nadia. I could talk to thank you all you. day. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We went over, oh, we went over our time. I know. Sorry. Uh, yes, that's okay. Oh, my God. Thank you I so much, guys. I we don't have and- you late for anything. No, no, no. It's okay. Sunday. Hey, if you have love. any uh, photos of you with plastic surgery to look like Madonna, um, <laughs> okay. send them totally. to me. Totally. <laughs> totally. Or just like uh, Pee Wee did in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure with scotch tape. <laughs> right? Just to his nose. <laughs> <laughs> the low budget plastic surgery. I'd love to see it. I uh, shall. I shall. Thank you so much, okay, Nadia. Okay, guys. Love you. Bye, Talk Nadia. to you soon. Okay, bye. Nadia Ginsburg lives in Silver Lake. Silver Lake. Part of LA. Part of Hollywood. One of my my favorite neighborhoods in LA. Why do you like Silver Lake so Uh, much? Because my friend has a restaurant there, the kitchen. Go in and visit and say hi to Fred. What's it on? Uh, Fountain and Sunset. Yes. Yes. And it's right next to Akbar, where we did a live podcast many Many, years ago. Many years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think before we knew Nadia. Yep. Nadia Ginsburg lives in, uh, visit her at NadiaGinsburg.com, and she's on Instagram as well. And you can uh, hire her as a ghostwriter or, or as just a writer. Admire her beauty because mm-hmm. she is a stunning beauty mm-hmm. and um, and as somebody who is uh, you know gorgeous. So you Italian. Can please yourself th- through her music, <laughs> her laughter, and her body. <laughs> That's the great thing about doing this podcast is you get to meet these fabulous artists and you know touch base with them over the years and and catch up because it's been a while. I think we talked to her like just at the start of the pandemic. Right, right. And yeah. and well, I mean, we've n- talked to her for years. Yeah, yeah. It's like And that's the thing about it is it's like, you know, it, it's it's the journey is is more important than the destination. And, yeah, where are we going? And that's the thing about like bodybuilding too. It's a, it's a, I want to leave people with the power of a plus one. Incremental. It, it, tiny little things. You think like if you're at the gym and, and you're doing cardio for 30 minutes, try 31 minutes. Ooh. If you're doing reps for 10, mm-hmm. try 11. If you can take one dick up your butt, try two. <laughs> and part DP. of it is incremental small little changes a little bit by little bit can make big things happen, mm-hmm. you know? A little bit at the beginning, <laughs> a little more later on. Watching all the good things grow, that's how the world goes on. Take a look at Nadia Ginsburg. She just came on the show. You'll see how the good things grow up better as we go. <laughs> I want to remind folks we can't do this podcast without your support. So if you're not a Plus member, sign up at feastoffun.com slash plus. Or you can make a contribution at feastoffun.com slash donate. Join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feastoffun. And I'm on Instagram, honey. So I can look at all my sexiness, shirtless mm-hmm. photos. Ooh. Fausto Fernos. If you can't spell it, then you can't find me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can just put the links there on the show notes. And of course, sure. Mark Felian. Mm-hmm. And we're on Facebook. And, uh, you know, and, message, uh, reach out to us. Yeah, Let us know, know what you think. Hey, write a review on Apple Podcasts and 
give us some, uh, you can do it anonymously. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't like the show, you'd be like, damn, these, damn, damn, damn. You can uh, write that and, and tell people that, you know, we are terrible. Or if you love us, yeah. tell us you love us yeah. and why. Download the podcast and send it to Madonna so she can hear what we think of it. Don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>